Hello and welcome. Coming to you from the podcast studio in the mountains of Western North Carolina, I'm Josh. I'm John, and guess what? New ghost energy drink alert. Sour strips, and it's good. What? Really? Oh, we gotta talk about that. But this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. Okay, so that's open up some big news now. Uh, tell me about this. What is this? Yeah, I went into the vitamin shop and uh, trying to sip. I don't always get ghosts from the vitamin shop. You know, when I'm trying to find something just to drink, I'll try some of the other things as well. And I saw a white can and I was like, Ooh, what is this? I don't know a white I can. Turned what is it, that? And it was like, you know, like the large square sour strips is what it was like based off of like airhead type or like, you know, Oh, right. what are those what like the, yeah i think the airhead extremes type things and really good oh, yeah really good even though also news i had covid all last week and yeah you did <laughs> and i was able to taste most of it so wow did you have any of that like loss of taste stuff same kind I'm of thing i'm still coming that? back from it i'm still as far as taste and smell like i'm i'm i could smell my shampoo and body wash today so Ooh, yeah which is better improvements it is it's a better and you know this one didn't hit me as bad as the last one did like the last one i had back in like october of 2020 when i had covid it was more of a it was a longer lasting ill effects for sure and then my taste and smell was probably a couple weeks and now we're working on like five days and i'm pretty much i'm getting there mm. so well dang i hate you got sick again i know man like... I promise you guys every other week. Yeah, I promise you guys like I'm uh, I have a decent immune system. It's just everybody's getting hit. My sister had it. My mom had it. You know, my wife wind up wound up getting it. And of course, by the time she Mm. had it, it was too late for me. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to stay uh, up to date on my vitamins and you know, immune system boosters, all that kind of stuff, you know, before we head to Japan, because, you know, yeah. being trapped in a metal tube with recirculating air for 14 hours probably isn't going to be great No, for immune system. So I'm a little worried about that, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm just going to try and stay healthy. And we're actually, uh, you know, we're, we're leaving mid-October, and so we both, me and my wife both kind of made this pact that, like, October 1st, we're essentially starting, like, a cleanse Okay. And so it's going to be kind of tough and annoying, but it's going to be like a, you're like only drinking water, no like fried foods or like greasy foods, you know, not like a lot of acidic stuff or sugary things, just a lot of kind of maybe more bland and just basic things so that, you know, cause we both, you know, tend to be succumb to like stomach problems frequently, unfortunately. And so we're just going to try and keep things as simple and bland and easy as possible so that, you know, we don't have any sick issues on the trip. Well, for sure, you know, I think it was last week's news. A plane had to turn around due yeah, to a oh, diarrhea right. problem, right? A woman wanted, like with diarrhea uh, and she's walking down the aisle and pooping as she goes. And uh, God. you've not flown before, I saw that. right? I, yeah, yeah, I've flown okay. once. Um, for me, but I go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, I saw that on Reddit, and I texted it to my wife, and then she, she was just like, "Capital no." Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, worst nightmare." Yeah. So for me, like, I, I never want to even be close. So for me, 
going on a plane means the comfiest clothes possible, zero mm. food in my stomach, you know, right. drinking a ginger ale or water, you know, exactly. very easy going. That's what I'm looking for. Right. So we're both going to try and just cleanse our whole systems like weeks ahead of time. So, yeah, by the time that that day comes and we're 14 hours on a plane, like maybe, you know, we may have to get up to like go pee or something. But beyond that, you know, hopefully it stays calm. Uh, you going to do a colonic? That would be a good cleanse. I don't know that I will go that far, <laughs> but. Yeah, I've, I've you know, I've actually always wanted to do one of those just from like a weird uh you know, because they always talk about like, oh, John Wayne had 26 pounds of like concreted poop in his colon. I'm like, well, I'm really. Yeah. that You know, like they say stuff like that. I'm like, well, I wonder if I like how much I bet I eat more meat than John Wayne did. So. Hmm. Interesting. Well, any uh, John Wayne aficionados, you know, John Wayne dietitians, if you're, you know, we're studied up on that, you can let us know how much his average meat intake probably was for. Yeah. A man of his size who pretended to be in the Western times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, he was a college football player. He played for USC, so he's a bigger boy. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I those have always interested me. And then, I like, I love, um, like, really cleanse. The wife and I both really love sauna. Like, there's sauna places to go to. And then that's one of those things that I, like, I've, I've heard so many good, yeah, so many good things about that. I mean, Rogan talks about that a lot on his show, you know, that he, he's they, but granted, he's got all that at the freaking studio mm-hmm. and at his house. Yeah. Does it every day. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I've heard many times that, yeah, like those saunas, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You just sweat out any impurities and, you know, detoxify and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I th- um, just get it all out, but. I guess, well, one of the things that, like, uh, my, found my fitness or what, what is, what is the doctor that he's had on there a few times? I really like Yes, I know who you're talking about. And it, there's, like, the heat the, shock, the shock, heat shock, yeah, the heat shock yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I find that most of the commercial gyms don't give me what, as hot as I'm looking for sometimes with the sauna, like, I have to really crank it up or, like, you know, really pour in the water on stuff to get it up like my wife and i she's not normally able to handle as hot as i am but she has done the cold plunge for three minutes really Uh, yep she we went the last time we did a couple's thing we went she the last time she got in the cold plunge she did it for three minutes and so that's oh that's about how long you're supposed to do it right it was about about only about like three minutes yeah so we typically i do like 15 to 20 sauna three in 15, 20 sauna, three in, 15 to 20 yeah. in the sauna, and three in. I do like three rounds of that, and that's a pretty good day. And man, talk about sleeping like a baby. Oh, I was going to say, I bet that is like the best sleep. It knocks you out. Like I, I did it the first time I went with my one of my friends, uh, Nathan, and he took me to the place that she, you know, I like to go to now in town. And it was the day before... A tournament that I was going to be, you know, grappling in. And so mm. I was wanting to do it, you know, just kind of a, um, you know, muscles and that kind of stuff, just kind of help them out with the day before. Cause I was having a lot of issues with my elbow and, um, I went, I think I was going to play or something with you. I mean, I was just trounced on the way, you know, like on the way back mm. home, it was a, it was a rough evening. Right. That makes sense. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I really want to. It may wait because we're so close, and I've got so much to do before Japan. It's probably going to end up happening afterwards. But that's that's one of my definitely after trip goals is like sign up with some gym or something just to get back into uh, get get a little more you know circulation happen, a little more movement happening. Because I definitely noticed over this last weekend. I put some like some deep hours into Baldur's Gate and like my back is feeling it. Mm. I mean, I don't have the greatest chair either. I need to get a new uh, uh, chair for my computer, but like I definitely was way more sedentary than I probably should have been. And you can definitely feel it. I can feel it more now at, you know, 30 something than I could at early 20s. Yeah. For sure. Like we, we would sit in game for just as long and not even care. But you can definitely. Definitely feel it now. Um, yeah, I t- totally understand where that's that's definitely been um, something I, I I've been needing to stretch more, mainly just because like some of my, the like I have like an IT band slash hip issue that's been ongoing for a long time, and then I neglect my stretching, especially after rolling for a long period of time, and it's one of those things mm. where I have to be like i actually have to focus on it and do it in order to like right not have like a creaky hip that i have to pop right. and that's up. one of those things that even if i didn't end up like going to the gym to like exercise and weightlift and all that stuff like i eat i even beyond that i really want to stretch a lot more yeah because like it's I'm, I'm like ashamed like i hate how you know non-flexible my legs are like i want to stretch my legs out particularly like my hamstrings and stuff or let's see yeah that that's like the back of the back side of your upper leg right that's right yeah. like the hamstrings yeah yeah like that area there like in my mind i feel like i would like to be able to lay flat on my back and with my legs straight out be able to lift them into like a 90 degree kind of thing like with my back on the ground and my feet just you know, with yeah. my legs just going straight upwards, just a straight L. Yeah. But currently, if I might, if I keep my back flat and I go to bring my legs up, like I can only get forty-five degrees before my at my knees are like bent. Okay. Like I can't keep my I can't keep my legs straight past like forty-five degrees without like it being too tight in my hamstrings. It's crazy. That's interesting. You know, something that'll help you a lot because I've torn my hamstrings twice um and so recovery for that one of the things you can do is just like you are now you sit in a chair a rolly chair and you walk forward using your hamstrings to pull like you 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 pull yourself along just from a seated position and what that does is it gives you significant strength it's like a really good way to work out your hamstrings and low you know low impact on you better than like if if you're starting out and trying to do like leg curls those can be pretty painful like even I'm a big guy. I, I've got big legs. I squat a lot. I, you know, I, I can curl and, you know, uh, leg raise quite a bit. But when I, when I do curls, it, I get a lot of pain because I've torn that thing twice. And so if you just sit down on your butt in like a rolly chair and just pull yourself forward across the ground, uh, wheel yourself mm. around like that, that's a good, that's a really good hamstring huh. exercise. I can, I can see how that would be that. Like, and like, I guess for, for most ease, start out on like, you know, a, a tile or hard, hardwood floor kind of thing, something smooth. Yeah. 
And then, you know, expert levels on carpet, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, carpet would be a little bit more <laughs> yeah. difficult. But yeah, that's that's like one of those things. I, I'm super flexible, so it's it's nice for me. I used to be. Yeah. As a kid, I was ridiculously flexible. Yeah. I actually got paid uh, $10 in like 10th grade math class to put one of my legs behind my head. Yeah, I had a kid like <laughs> that in my class named... Uh, you know, I was John C. He was John B. We had to, we had like a John C. John B. John W. John Y. In, right. in one of my elementary school classes, and John B. I remember him being able to put both of his feet behind his head, like in that kind of like pretzel position, and yeah. like walk around. Then, like he would use his hands to like creepy crawl. His I couldn't quite do that across the ground. He was an interesting yeah. dude. He was like the epitome. Like he was like, uh, um who's the guy that was in like me myself and irene uh jim carrey Carrey. he was he was like jim carrey incarnate as a child like that's just he looked kind of like him acted like him you know just really zany dude just kind of wild dude yeah Mm, right that makes sense but yeah like i i definitely want to yeah even if i don't i mean i want to work out and i'm going to try and do that but you know at least in the meantime you know even before i can get in the gym and do that like I want to at least make it a, I may just have to set up a nightly reminder or something. My wife's actually been really good about it. She's been having a lot of back pain, but she's been very diligent and a lot of self-discipline almost every night and morning doing like uh, some back stretches that she found and she's saying it's helping her out. So I think I just need to use that as a reminder too, that when I see her doing her thing that I join her and, and get it stretched out for sure well you know my wife loved pilates she was a big she liked pilates a lot when she was a little bit younger super flexible but it also deals with a lot of body weight stuff and like i've done some pilates exercises and they're killers and mm. um but i mean one of the biggest things is, is flexibility is like a strength thing so like the more flexible right. you are the typically the more and like anaerobic strength you'll have just right. naturally versus those who are not typically like I've seen a lot of guys who are like pure aerobic marathon runners and their vertical leap is like six inches, you know, like they can't jump. Yeah. They can't, you know, they're just not built for it. They're built for long distance, long, 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 long trains, endurance, endurance yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I, I am not, I'm very quick twitch, <laughs> you know, get, you know, right. Get it done quick. Right. So yeah, you know, I'm just, it's, it's, it's one of those 30 year realizations of like, I need to start working on myself before it's too late. Yeah. We need to get you, uh, I want to have you start feeling stuff. I want to have you come out to, uh, I want to get you training. That'd be fun. So we'll see maybe one day. I don't know. I think you should be my first student, like my first full-time student. And then I should just train you. And then like. You show up to places and like I've never really, I've, you know, and then <laughs> be one of the under undercover blue belts or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think oh. that'd be cool. Um, have, have you had any chance or opportunity to check out Starfield? I've I've been watching some people play it. It I you told me something and it's keyed in with me where we were talking about one day Baldur's Gate three dialogue and kind of character interaction you know you mentioned that Baldur's Gate 3 or like Starfield had similar animations to 
um, Fallout 4 and kind of Skyrim, where you just kind of get this zoom-in dead face, no expression. Mm. And sure, they talk to you, but when you compare that to like Baldur's Gate 3, where somebody's like, their, their eyebrows are changing, their head is turning, their entire body is moving, like you just get this much better conversation for an RPG. And I remember looking at that and I was like, yep, that's that's definitely a thing. I saw Jack Frags or somebody like that. It was just one yeah. of the random videos that popped up where he was just trying to put it in. Like he, he was like using the tilde key, like putting in like 50,000 watermelons, something like that, trying to break. Mm. You want to break in the game. But it looks interesting for sure. Mm. I just don't know. I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 actually, I feel like it worked the opposite. I feel like some people felt like Starfield was going to kill Baldur's Gate 3. And you, you know what I'm saying early on, because they weren't familiar no, yeah, with no, they exactly what early mean. access. You know, even Baldur, even Baldur's Gate, like we talked about when it first released, that like, hey, there's some points where you guys can go, you know, naturally stop, go I, play I and think, I feel like, it. But I feel like a lot of people didn't know really about it, or like maybe I wasn't plugged in or something like I usually am to the gaming stuff, but it, it seemed like I, I had never really heard much about it. But now that it's out, like, yeah, Starfield is definitely taking a back seat. Yeah, like, I have no interest in playing it right now. Maybe after they like, put out some content or something like that. I think I definitely want to play it. I definitely want to see it. But the fact yeah. that I can't play with you, it's a single-player-only campaign. And the fact, you know, everybody is very upset, the fact that it's just Fallout 4 in space. Yeah, I think that that was one of the things in my initial, and I I may be a little, uh, it may have been, you know, really my fault for thinking or feeling this way or even just assuming, like I admit that I'm I'm probably wrong for assuming that it would be along the lines of similarly to a, what I would consider a space simulator, aka uh, No Man's Sky or Elite Dangerous or Starfield, or any of those type of RPG-esque type of things. Stars I guess in my head... Yeah. Yeah, I had something like that, but thinking about it now and that it's out and stuff, like, I mean, it, it makes sense that it would just be like Fallout in space. It does. I don't know why I really expected anything else. And, you know, all those things being said, like, I don't know how many times I've played through Skyrim. Fallout 4 was great. Mm -hmm. I had tons of fun with both of them. You know, all those things considering, I think for me, it's just. I guess I was kind of optimistic or hoping for something a little different. Yeah. And I think maybe maybe because of how much I've played Skyrim and Fallout, and I've, I feel like I've done that so many times. Yeah, it's a different set and setting, but it's kind of the same thing. Whereas, again, comparison to Baldur's Gate, it is, I mean, like, the like way back when I played Knights of the Old Republic, that was kind of my first introduction to an, a somewhat RPG game like this that had multiple branching things and stuff but this is it like times a thousand and so having just put as many hours as we have into that and and i can't help but compare it to that it's like it's just zapped any kind of real interest yeah i had in it yeah so i also i was hoping for somewhat of a star citizen-esque um game that didn't require like you know have the same system requirements that other people could play Bethesda missing out on people being able to play those games together, I think is eventually going to get, I mean, I think single player is important. I think you need to have a good single yeah. player experience, but 
in the same guise, Baldur's Gate 3 has an amazing single-player experience, and the multiplayer just enhances it. And I want that from a Bethesda game. Now, so for Starfield, as I watch them play it, you know, my issue is not the fact that it's Fallout 4 in space or whatever. My, My issue is that Fallout 4 came out like six or seven years ago, and graphics-wise and engine-wise, it doesn't have that like new feel to it that Fallout 4 exactly. had when it came out, where I was like, oh, this game is beautiful. This looks really good. And you know, people had some sick mods for it that even you know cleaned it up even better. I yeah. want to see, you know, that kind of thing. I want to see a little bit better gunfighting it. And one of the guys I play uh, FPS games with sometimes, uh, my buddy uh, Matt, he said, I also don't love kind of like when I shoot somebody with like this gun that's supposed to be really powerful in the head and then like their just health bar goes down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I noticed that. I was watching a playthrough on YouTube of like the first little bit of it and they literally commented on that, that they like took over and crouched behind a box and the enemy was on the other side of the box, and you could just see like their forehead, like the top half of their head. So of course, with the pistol, just starts wailing on that, and it's just like it reminds me of Borderlands, where it's just ticking away, like bits of the health bar kind of thing. It's not where like when you hit it, like the most prime example, I guess, would be like GTA Five or something. Like when he shot somebody head, like their head like jerks back and like the body just like falls kind of thing. Yeah. Like there's a visceral, visceral reaction yes. to getting shot in a specific place or well, something. Even Borderlands. I mean, I, you had that huge multiplier for headshots, you know. You, well, that's true. I mean, that's the thing. Heads specifically, yeah, they would just blow up. But. Sure. I, I, yeah. I don't mind if like I'm shooting a super mutant and like for some reason the head doesn't, you know, like if I'm shooting an alien yeah. in the head, you know, I've seen an enough movies where I'm like not expecting them to die or whatever, or like halo, halo kind of thing. like that makes sense. But when I shoot yeah. a Marine in the head, like in halo, I want them to die straight up. And that's the same thing with this. Like I want, I, I don't obviously Baldur's gate three, we're dealing with level characters and they're slicing and they're hitting and everything. But when I'm aiming the gun and moving around and it's not turn-based and I shoot someone and I'm doing, I'm having a good engagement. I don't want their level slash health to be able to like, you know, if I went into the wrong area, right. And they've got a little skull icon about, but around them and I'm doing better than they are, but then they one shot me because their gun does 25 more, you know, times more damage Mm -hmm. than I do. I think that's another thing that I don't enjoy. And I think, um, I think that's another point where I I am interested in like the shipbuilding, you know, all the ships together. I've seen some pretty cool models done of those where people have, you know, made like the forward under dawn or whatever. Oh wow! Yeah, I've seen a bunch of people have like made these recreations because I think it's, but in it scaled down because the far I think the longest you can have your ship is a hundred meters, and so people mm. have been scaling their ships. You know, like a one sixteenth model of well, right, right. They're able to do it, and I think that's uh, I think it's neat. That's I pretty think cool. There's some neat things in it, you know. Um, but man, it just has not pulled me the way it would have done i think i would have been really pulled to play it had it not been for Baldur's skate 3 exactly and it this is a very xbox centric uh comment but to me it it's a it's a perfect example of like a something i would try out on game pass but wouldn't buy mm, yeah 
kind of thing like oh this game's on game pass oh for sure i'll check it out and, I'll, and i may i may play a ton of it kind of thing but like 70 dollars uh, i don't mm, i don't know i don't know if i'm feeling it yeah so for me like but now i'm wishing i would have bought the like premium version of Baldur's gate like yeah. whatever fancy one that came with like the statue and like a d20 and all that kind of hundred dollar one yeah that yeah. would have been intense yeah that would have been cool i you know um my big games is is Baldur's Gate 3 squad and then warno which is a real-time strategy game you know based on uh cold war-ish era factions and mm. i that's like my big three that i'm playing right now and you know, props to Squad. You know, OWI. They've been putting out a whole bunch. So, for those who aren't familiar with Squad, we've talked about it in the past. Really good first-person shooter, tactical mill sim game, and they are doing a complete infantry combat overhaul right now. Um, really mm-hmm. innovative on their end. I'm excited about that. There's been, I think they're on their seventh play test, and I think what I'm hoping is that they're taking community feedback. I think pretty well from this and I'm hoping they're going to put out a pretty cool new polished thing that's going to make it feel like a new game even though I'm perfectly happy with it as is cuz it's it's another one of those games yeah. that I like hopping in with you or some of my other buddies and running armor or you know running around and doing infantry stuff and it's just such a every game is a little bit different and when you have a really good game it feels really good and when you have a really bad game it makes you just want to quit but it's still a lot of yeah. fun. Um, and then Warno, yeah, my, you know, my buddies and I have been playing that and trying to get into the multiplayer a little bit, and that's a little bit stressful for me because they know the game and mechanics better than I do, but trying to mm. help out as much as I can. Right, you know? right. Um, yeah, so that's one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to as well. When Eventually, when uh, BG3 comes out on Xbox, is so me and the wife can do a co-op, uh, run a split screen co-op run on the console because I still haven't heard that I haven't heard any confirmation or anything that there is cross play yeah. between PC and Xbox there's cross saves so you know if that time comes around you know, she can you know transfer her character she started on my computer to the Xbox which would be nice and then we can just you know play couch co-op there but I, I, I'm I'm wondering well guess would it have it should have online co-op. I mean, it, it does have split screen, but I don't see why it wouldn't have online co-op. Yeah, I don't. I mean, for Xbox to Xbox, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm hoping that all three of us can play. <laughs> yeah, in a campaign, that's what I want. Yeah, as even my uh, uh, my coworker for my full time job, uh, John, he was he's like kind of interested in playing it when it comes on Xbox too. That'd be fun. Have a whole group of four. I've, yeah, that's the thing. I've seen a lot of people go off the rails. I've seen some gameplay videos for Baldur's Gate 3 where mm. the, you know, they're just shoving their buddies in the water and stuff and killing them. Like, and they're, yeah. You know, luckily we're not like that. I don't think we're that um, no immature with it. But it is interesting to see how much you can kind of screw up one another's campaign. Right. But, but to, to me, I, I feel like I would... Like I would want to play. I'd be. I'm interested to play. Like when that day eventually comes, we get to do that. Um, you know, having the fact that me and you put so many hours into it, like I would definitely feel like I would want to specifically be some kind of support role. 
because obviously if you get like three to four custom characters in a thing then that's that many less of the companions you're going to have with you yeah and so somebody's got to fill some of those roles i mean you don't really have to you can really kind of play whatever you want in this game but i feel like just to like you know there would be some obviously some guidance and maybe a little uh teaching with some of the stuff because some of the things can be pretty difficult sometimes yeah I've been, but I've, I'd, 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 I'd like to make like a some kind of either like cleric or, or fighter just something either a tank or some kind of purely support wizard or something just to kind of help out with situations yeah i've definitely been proselytizing it a lot with trying to get people to play it especially now it's on ps5 i've been telling people on ps5 like hey you should be playing yeah. this game it was really good and yeah, I think this makes like the fifth episode. We've talked about it probably now. Who knows? We even had right. the entire Baldur's Gate 3 episode. So maybe when we can actually complete a, at least the first full playthrough of it, then we might calm down a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. but then we're going to be playing our evil campaign. And that's true. I'm already stoked for that. Yes. Um, let's see. I've uh, recently, I, I saw a clip on YouTube recently of a, of a TV show and was reminded that apple has its own streaming service and signed up for a three-month trial yeah. for that and I'm, we have just started watching the foundation on apple um and apple tv apple tv and we've only watched two episodes right so this is not this is just a early 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 my thoughts on it but it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I remember like watching it the fir after I watched the first episode, looking at my wife and like, that was really cool. Did you not think that was really cool? Like, this is really interesting because it was some of the best sci-fi that I've seen. Hmm. And it's based off like the, like the Isaac Asimov, who was like one of the fathers of like yeah. science fiction and seeing the trailer looks really good. Like the, quality of it well that's what i'm saying when i watched this i felt i got these star wars episode one feeling that like this stuff look you know when you watch episode four five six of star wars really neat you know great show great movie sorry great movies we all love star wars episode four five and six the classics but when you're when i watched the new ones and you see coruscant and naboo and these really interesting mm. planets i'm getting the same thing from there except shot like masterfully shot am oh, wow. amazing yeah. amazing visual effects the acting has been um has been unbelievable so far i've not seen i've not had a, a single actor in that show where i'm like oh, i wish they would have this looks crazy it's good it is so good and um the first two episodes, I'm so far, I'm hooked. Like I'm, I've like it looks like a movie, looks like a trailer for a movie, but it's it's a series. There's right? two seasons out already, and I'm hoping there's a really? third season out. Yes, so we're two episodes in, and they're like long episodes. They're like over an hour, like hour, you know, hour six minutes or something like that. You know, it's formatted directly for that, and even things like you know Liam Neeson, we played Qui Gon Jinn. Still, there was like still like you'll still have people that have like almost British accents kind of, you know? Mm. And one of the main female characters in this Gail, like the way her voice sounds like the way her accent goes, it's so unique, but like also just natural. Like you hear it and people have also mentioned like, Oh, you're from whatever planet. Cause that's your accent. But it's, I was like, Oh man, this is, 
really, really, really good. And so it, hmm. I guess the first two episodes, and this is not spoiling anything, but essentially there's a galactic empire, right? Very Frank Herbert Dune esque, very star Wars. Obviously this, I, you can tell that George Lucas saw this stuff, you know, read these things. He read Isaac Asimov and probably read yeah, Frank yeah. Herbert and based a lot of his stuff off of that, which is fine. That's what you do. You emulate things that are really good. And then, you know, you, he puts Coruscant on the, in TV and in the movies. And now you have Trantor, which is like the main planet, like the capital planet of this galactic empire, which is very also like an ecumenopolis worldwide planet. And it's, it's beautiful and it looks really good. And you get that same kind of blade runner, star Wars Coruscant feel to it. And I love it. Uh, so, so far pretty psyched about it. Um, if you have Apple TV, you should check it out if you haven't, because which I don't know why you wouldn't, because there's not a whole lot of stuff on there. But right. it is really, 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 really pretty. And, you know, the it looks like it is essentially there's a galactic empire mathematician has solved this thing. He calls like a um, psycho history or whatever is like his theory. And he's what it's like this equation that allows him to predict what large populations will do and that the empire is going to fall. And so they're, they're, you get this kind of adversarial thing from there, but um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect with it. I had seen it. I was like, Hey wife, we should check this out. We should try Apple TV. And she's like, Oh, it sounds interesting. Let's do it. And sure enough, I am more than hooked on it. So very excited. That's yeah. That looks really good. Yeah. Of course, I don't have Apple TV, but mm-hmm. that looks interesting. They have a three-month trial, and then my wife, when she signed up for it, it just uses your Apple ID. So it was like the simplest sign-up she's ever done. And I think it'll be pretty pretty easy to get out of. You know, if you, some of some people, i.e. us, you know, sometimes we'll just drip the now of streaming services uh, yeah. on a trial. Basis. I think that that's kind of the like way to operate now is like, yeah, you'll do this streaming service this month or two, and then you'll cancel it and start another one. I mean, we, and every now and then, when you're far enough like removed from the last time you signed up, you'll like qualify for another yeah. two or three week trial. But this was like a three month trial, I think. So pretty mm-hmm. impressive so far. Uh, I also want to say mad shout out to Ahsoka. Uh, really been enjoying that. I'm, I think there's a new episode. Is there a new episode out? <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been... My wife went to uh, this uh, local pub to go get some food maybe a week and a half ago or whatever, and one of my good friends is the bartender there, and he's a big Star Wars. He's really into Star Wars stuff, and, so, and he was asking me, he's like, have you like, caught up on Ahsoka and stuff? And I was like, I haven't seen an episode of it. I also haven't seen the latest Mandalorian or the... Andor. Uh, Andor or any other... And he was like so upset with me. He's like ashamed to be my friend because I haven't seen like any of that Star Wars stuff. I would, I, I really do think you're missing out with Andor and I really think, I mean, Ahsoka mm. is definitely worth it. I feel like Andor was the first one where I'm like, Hey, you yeah. are actually missing out on something. Ahsoka. I don't know so much. Like if you're a rebels fan, I feel like this is just tuned towards you, but the Ahsoka TV shows, the new episode comes out to, on the 12th. And, um, I'm pretty stoked for it. Like there's been some, um, 
really interesting fight scenes. Uh, there is some acting in it that I think is subpar. Um, and there's been a couple visuals that I've not loved or like kind of set ideas. Like there was some bad guys and space fighters and the space fighters just look too much like world war two era fighters. And I didn't like that. And it reminded me too much of the Mandalorian, which I am unabashedly not a Mandalorian fan anymore. Um, it, quick, mm-hmm. it has quickly been like one of those shows where I'm like, this is like a, sh- a show that I just don't enjoy. And especially after Andor and now this, um, but I think Andor so far is definitely the best star Wars TV show. Honestly, it and rogue one are the two best things star Wars has done since the, since episode three, in my opinion. Wow. Um, but Ahsoka is doing a really good job. I'm really excited with it. I loved the clone wars cartoons. I like rebels and the mix of those. There's been some really good scenes. Like the actress who's playing Sabine Wren. Um, I feel like she is kind of a, um, and this is nothing against her personally because I don't know her, but she is, she's kind of killing it because she's just got this weird vibe and like the way she acts is just a little different, you know. And um, I guess it's hard to pull cartoon characters off of the drawing board and put them on the big set, but um, it's her her reprisal of Sabine's been kind of killing me, even though she's supposed to be kind of like an upset and a little bit depressed or whatever, just her acting in general doesn't just doesn't do it for me. And there's been a couple scenes like that, like where just the writing has been off, but overall solid four out of five for me. Um, and pretty stoked to see where it goes from there. And there's been some cool cinema, like, Star Wars, like some really cool Jedi fights or sorry, lightsaber fights that have happened. And um, I've seen new things, you know, sometimes I think those can get a little stale, like people fighting with lightsabers, like, which sounds, I don't think I would ever say that before, but there was some new choreography in a couple of two, at least two episodes that I've seen where I was, oh, that was cool, you know, and I like that, you know. Yeah, I like a good bit of the, uh, that's one thing I always liked, I think we've talked about it before, that I liked in the, um, early, in, in like episodes one, two, and three and stuff, was the more flourishy type of, uh, lightsaber combat, you know, the more martial arts inspired, mm-hmm. instead of just like, dueling, kind of like, you know, fighting with broadswords type of thing, but more acrobatic type of stuff that, some of those things that I, I, that that keeps my attention. Yes. Better. Yes. And you know, I've been worried cause like David Filoni has kind of failed me with other things. I email the Mandalorian. Um, but with this one, like there was a fight scene, I think in the second episode um, where I was legitimately, like, Oh, Oh, that was, that was a cool thing. You know, where Ahsoka was fighting a uh, droid and then, there was a really cool scene where she and this other person were fighting and um, you get to, I like it when they show the different lightsaber forms, you see them kind of measuring up and changing their stances a couple different times. And I think in episode four, there was a scene 
where they paid homage to one of the Rebels episodes where Obi-Wan finally kills Darth Maul. And they have this brief uh, lightsaber entanglement, zip, 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 while they're doing, they're doing some interesting things. Then there's a break, some measuring going on, and you actually get the classic samurai go past type of thing. One quick strike ends it. Mm. And I think that was pretty hot on, on that part. So uh, very much, very much enjoying Ahsoka so far. So if you guys are on the end, like whether you should watch it, I think you definitely should be watching Ahsoka. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. The only TV show that's been playing here. It's been Law and Order SVU. Oh, because <laughs> my, my that's my my wife's all into them them crime shows. So she's been uh, that's the current series she's she's binging through. But it's funny because like the episodes she's in like season two I think or something that's like early two thousands like two thousand one or two thousand three or something. And it's it's wild to kind of look at society back then and like see some of the dated things yeah. come back like how much it's changed like iced tea yes well and the fact <laughs> that he has a ponytail yeah that was one of those things that he's got his hair and like a ponytail thing and stuff and you're like that didn't look good man you shouldn't have done that i think the lack of score in law and order like the law and order shows kind of kills me I, like dun dun that score is fine but that's like all they have that's all they have but like it almost winds up being like a little soap opera esque to me sometimes. I mean, other than the sets are better, right. but I just I can't do those shows. It it's it's tough for me too. Like I I I can like I, I've like grown to be accustomed to them because she like watches them all the time and stuff. So I'm fine with them like you know being on the background or whatever. But they're never really gonna like I'm like grab my attention. Yeah. to like in like suck me in yeah i'm never like oh detective sarah benson wow you know like it just doesn't interest me you know you're dealing with um it's the same thing over and over again and mm. uh, whereas something like a true detective right for me mm. when you're talking crime shows i wonder if she would like that the first season she would love, especially with the occult that stuff that goes on with it. The first season of True Detective is a masterpiece, probably one of the best shows I've seen. Mm -hmm. But you know, like the writing, it's definitely Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey's best um, acting for me by any stretch, like by a long stretch. Like they are so good in it, and. Um, the cinematography, like there's one episode where they do like a really long continuous shot, like action scene where there's stuff going on and it is really beautiful. Um, and it takes place in an interesting, you know, like new NYPD, obviously there's 30,000, I think NYPD has like 35,000 police officers. So sure. There's a lot of interesting stories and whatever, but I just get so tired of New York, you know? Like being in everything, like everything is New York or Washington or L.A. I think that's one of my kind of things. It's just these these same old big cities. Yeah, and it's it's like we got to go up to this apartment because this guy is a bad guy. I'm like, okay, well, you you you're not smart. We tricked you, or like this guy's really smart. We got to catch him, you know. And then they do their like they do their one little thing, and then like ah, we got gotcha. you. 
and they like they always know more than they let the audience know and then something yeah. happens where like oh we solved the crime and because because of this and they're like that's the big reveal and i don't like it when they make me feel stupid because i should know i want to know what they're working with and that's why i never liked scooby-doo <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but anyway true detective you're in louisiana it's following you know, matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson both louisiana state police detective division so like you know most states have like a bureau of investigation or like a state police entity that has like investigate like you know they're not just troopers pulling people over for speeding or whatever like they're you know working with human trafficking or helping smaller agencies out with homicide investigations or whatever and in this one they're louisiana state police so you get this but it, it's not like a dumbed down, you know, Louisiana, like you see some like very country and very swamp areas, but it, like it still feels like anywhere USA in a lot of scenes. And we're also focusing on the people, like who are these guys? And so I, man, I don't know. I, I think true detective is a masterpiece. I think it was so well written and, there's a lot of interesting things with like the corruption and, and the, you know, government stuff that goes on in that one. And on top of just a weird occult things and you just get a great mix of all of it. Right. Um, and then season two of true detective also a big fan, you know, people don't like it because it's different than the first season, but the second season takes place in California and it is LA based, which, you know, but it also takes place. It, it's also very corruption heavy, very, um, you know, you've got like Rachel McAdams and oh God, I forgot the other uh, Colin Farrell, isn't it? And Colin Farrell's mm -hmm. playing this like corrupt cop. And then you've got another guy in there and they're all really well-written characters that you get invested in. And especially Colin Farrell's character has this kind of like redemption arc going on. And it again has to do with like public corruption. You get kind of like the, uh, you know, them trying to rescue someone from people. And then the third season I thought was pretty good. It, it takes place in Arkansas. Um, it's, it's definitely the least action oriented season. Um, but it, it has some good, it has a couple of good shootouts in it. It's got some interesting story with it. Um, but it's not as compelling, I think, as the other two seasons, especially the first season. But this next season that's coming out, which is it hasn't it doesn't have a release date, but they have had a trailer for it, has Jodie Foster in it, and it takes place in Alaska, and it looks pretty good. Right. Cool. Um, going off a different direction here, but something that I just uh, saw today. Um, in the realm of music festivals. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of Blue Ridge Rock Fest? No. I hadn't either till today. Apparently it's it's been a thing. And also apparently there's some like issues around it. Really? And stuff as far as like they were like super sketchy on like keeping um like ticket holders like up to date on information and stuff and you know, access to different things and how different uh stuff was going on. But 
it just went on over this last weekend. Really? It was, Sept- it was September 7th through 10th, or it was supposed to be. Apparently, they did it. Um, so, so they, they did Thursday and Friday, but they it got canceled for Saturday and Sunday because of rain. Okay. Which sucks. But um, I'm sending you a link. So that's that's the lineup that was supposed to be there. Oh geez, wow. That's like just scroll down through there. Like, I mean, this is literally so many people that I would have and it like loved to see. So we've got like Slipknot, Pantera, Shine Down, Five Finger Death Punch, Evanescence, Stained, Papa Roach, Three Days Grace, Rise Against. I mean, so many bands like for some reason there's also they've got like Florida 3-6 Mafia 2 Chains <laughs> a few Boy. other people too. yeah like yes yeah, Soldier Boy there's uh, Vanilla Ice and Insane Clown Posse I'm not sure what that's about and where is this supposed to happen at this was in Virginia okay interesting yeah and so did, and it just, did all these bands actually show up I, I don't know if they all show but I mean for one that is to book all of these bands, you know, has got to be an obscene amount of money. Oh, obs- yes. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, it is It is everybody. Like, in the rock world, like, there's some bands here, and I'm like, I didn't even know they were touring. It's got that Oliver Anthony guy on there. That Yeah, Oliver Anthony. That's one of the things I saw. Yeah, that guy that's blowing up from uh, the Richmond, north of Richmond. He, he was there. Um, but yeah, you've got um, Blue Death Clock. From <laughs> Metal Octopus, what was that? Uh, Blue October. Oh yeah. Um, Baby Metal. Wow. Yeah, Baby Metal was there, which I'm like, good lord. Yeah, this concert. So, yeah. This is not like necessarily my speed as far as music goes, but it is no. interesting. I've never heard of it, and you would think that this would be like Woodstock, like people would just know the yeah. name of it, right? But yeah, there's so many things on here, like. So many bands that I would love to have seen, but this this is definitely one of those kind of deals where like it's because it's a four day thing. You kind of go and like camp, like like you kind of com- you have to be committed to it. Like you go there and you have a tent and you just camp and you're just living at this place for four days. So it's just I guess it's saying like the North America's largest rock and metal festival is what it is. Right. Yeah. Never heard of it. Which that. I had never heard, I heard there was one called uh, Carolina Rebellion that I remembered hearing about a lot a yeah. number of years ago. I don't know if that's still, I don't think that's still going on. Maybe this has kind of replaced it or something, but yeah, I, I maybe this that very well could be the first year it even existed and they just went crazy big with it. I don't know. It could be, but, I mean, their, their Instagram is not that, you know, old, it doesn't seem, but they, they definitely have. They only have 110,000 followers on mm. Instagram, which is weird. And it does only show that, like, when you click lineup, it only shows the 2023 lineup, which just happened. So, yeah, I'm guessing that they, this might just be the first year. But, yeah, apparently there was a ton of drama and all kinds of issues in the actual management of this show. Yeah. Like, like there was a lot of problems and a lot of refunds and all kinds of stuff. You work your way up to this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you work your right. way up to having like a lot of people would just come for a slipknot concert. A lot of people would come for oh, yeah. Papa Roach or Limp Biscuit or Shine Down and Pentate. Like if you had P- 
Pantera and Five Finger Death Punch at the same time. But putting all of this on there, you know, and trying to schedule it. Not to mention, I mean, we're looking at, what is this, three across and maybe like 30 deep. You're talking about hundreds of artists, hundreds upon hundreds of roadies, all of their people, all of their trucks, all of their stuff. There's just no way that I would be like, you know what I'm going to do in the backwoods of Virginia? Try to do this. You know, this is... It seems a little overambitious. It does seem a little overambitious. Again, that's me admitting I don't know. I I'm, I just found out of a day about it today, and I don't know any of the real true logistics or anything, you know, actual info about it. But just going off what I'm seeing in front of me, like, yeah, I agree. It just seems, it seems a little much. Well, I'm, I feel bad but, that some people had a rough time with it, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the first two days apparently went down. Um. But yeah, there was a, as the video, the reason I heard about this is there was a video that had Oliver Anthony, uh, Shinedown, and uh, Pop Roach singing um, Simple Man. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because like, you know, Shinedown did that uh, revision of it, that uh, remix of it. And yeah, so they were all doing that. I was like, that, that, I didn't expect to see them all on the stage together, but yeah, so like a handful of people got to play apparently, but yeah, then it got rained out, but. Yeah, I just saw this. I was like, man, if that was closer and there was a big, big enough indoor arena to house these people, uh, I might would go check it out. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, for all our metal monsters out here, I would say look into that for 2024 if they have it again, because that looks, it's definitely a big, big to do. I was mad because even locally here, you know, we live in Western North Carolina. Asheville has a decent music scene. Um, obviously not huge huge festivals like we used to but they had even at the orange peel which is one of the main music videos in town they've had a like a lot of interesting bands recently that that i would like to see uh you know like tegan and sarah first aid kit like i'm mm. a, i really like first aid kit i would have loved to have seen them but unfortunately i have to work i just sad but it is uh there was like four or five bands that i like kind of alternative bands that would have been fun to check out. Right. I haven't heard of that. What was that? Dan, I haven't heard of them. First aid kit. Yeah. I don't, I don't recognize that. So, um, I like them. They have this very Americana twang to them. It's two sisters. Uh, they're, it's primarily a vocal, mm. they're primarily vocal singers. And, um, they are both from Sweden, but they sound like they are, country music stars almost if that makes sense they sound like southern country music stars and and i mean that in a good way because not everybody loves country music but you get like a really good feeling from them and um like there's a video of them like singing to the swedish king Uh, they do like a, a you know um where they're talking about like uh, Johnny Cash and June and all the, you know, like those people, like mm, there's, it's right. like an ode to them and they're singing. And I think one of the girls who they're talking about uh, is there and she's sitting near the Swedish King. It's just like a weird video, man. Like, but it's cool. Like you hear them singing and like, whenever I have people that are riding with me at work and that song, like one of their songs comes on that I have, I'll be like, guess where they're from. And they'll be like, oh, I don't know, Ohio or, you know, South Carolina or what, you know, I'm like Sweden. They're from Sweden. 
<laughs> just an interesting that, that's awesome yeah well cool we'll go check them out if you ain't heard of them i'll have to do that myself yeah that's good stuff man you know yeah that's a little catch up on what's going on yeah uh, hopefully you know you don't get sick again next week <laughs> i hope not man i hope not and uh yeah we need to get some we need to get together and put together some mini episodes that'll be pre-scheduled for release for your big trip and yeah and i am just I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for a lot of stuff coming up. And honestly, I'm getting pretty excited because tonight I'm going to watch another episode of The Foundation. So you guys should definitely cool. check that out. Check out The Foundation. Check out Ahsoka. Uh, listen to some brand, listen or read some Brandon Sanderson. That's kind of what's going on in my life right now. And then yeah. uh, Josh and I need to stretch. We need to stretch and then I'll go play Baldur's Gate some more. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But on top of that, go check us out at all the popular social media platforms like Instagram. Search Geek ETC Podcast. Also on Twitter. Also at YouTube.com. You can search all one word Geek ETC Podcast and find our podcast there if you'd rather listen there. But if not, there's, it is also available on all the major podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all the good ones. And uh Beyond that, you can also go to geekETCpod.com and check out the website there Yeah, as well. We have all the episodes post, uh, posted there that you can uh, check out. And beyond that, if you enjoy this and you would like to hear more and you want to, you know, help support what we're doing here and help, you know, help us with uh, some of the cost of upkeep and all that kind of thing, you know, keep some bread on the table. As they say, then you can go to patreon.com slash geek etc podcast and, you know, help us out there. You can join our crew for as little as a dollar a month. You know, that's only, what, a, a few quarters? That's four quarters? That's nothing. You can find that in your car seat. So uh, go search your car seat, find some quarters, give it to us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be that'd be really nice. So yeah, we just want to say thank you. We appreciate you listening. Sorry we missed last week. Uh, we're trying to get back on track. My vacation screwed everything up. Josh is going on vacation. We're trying to get everything back up and running, but we're staring, trying. We will stay consistent. We will have episodes out. We're not going to take like a extended hiatus. That's for sure. Follow us online. Follow us. You know, check out our. our uh, awesome website that we Josh has up and running and just yeah. know that we appreciate you guys we love the community if you guys want to talk to us or tell us about a movie tell us about a band tell us about a festival we like talking to you guys send us a message uh, you know DM us on Instagram that's one of our most popular places to talk to you yeah I was going to say Instagram would be probably one of the best places that's also typically where you know if, if we are you know do have to miss an episode or something due to sickness or vacation or whatever that's usually where uh, the first update will go out will be on Instagram, uh, so go check that out and stay updated with what we got going on. Absolutely, and remember, geeks fight better together. Stay healthy, stay fit, and keep geeking out. <laughs> <laughs>